Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of The Stone Table. My name is Mickey, and I am one of the worship arts coordinators here at Baylife. And my name is Travis, and I'm the teaching pastor here at Baylife Church. And we are so excited about today's episode. This is true. Because it is very special. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's been a long time coming. Yes, yes. But we get to interview our boss, really, right. our boss, yeah, yeah. Pastor Mark Saunders. He is the senior pastor at our church, Bay Life in Brandon. And we finally made the time to hang out and, and have a conversation. And we are so excited to share it with you guys. Yeah, we we took Mark's whole office apart, set up our recording equipment and just spent some time getting to know Mark a little bit better. For those of you who don't totally know his story, we, we asked him kind of some some really important questions about Very his important favorite questions. diner and also questions about just how he ended up at Bay Life. And then we kind of turned our attention towards the the current crisis with the coronavirus yes. and talked a little bit about what Christian faith and hope and confidence looks like in the midst of a pandemic. Yes, and he actually just delivered a really powerful message on Sunday on faith and fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is on Baylife's website if you would like to check it out. And we are so excited to have a conversation around some of the current events that we're going through right now. Yeah, absolutely. It's I mean it's it's a unique time in it the is. life of our culture and our nation and our world. It's it's so important for us as Christians to be informed, mm-hmm. to to walk in wisdom, to love our neighbors, to obey the experts as they speak. That's right. Uh, but to face this as Christians mm-hmm. and and not to panic. And that's that's kind of what we, we talked about with Mark over the course of our conversation. Yeah, and there are so many unique opportunities for us as a church to uh, come together, even mm-hmm. if we can't do it in person, mm-hmm. but virtually. Yeah, so we absolutely. are so excited to share this episode with you guys. So with that being said, my name is Mickey. And I'm Travis. And this is The Stone Table. So this is a long time coming, I think. This yeah. is uh, This is the first time we have sat down with Senior Pastor Mark Saunders, aka the Bishop. Bishop. Wow. On the Stone Table We're podcast. Put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, hey, Mark, thank you for. Don't anybody else call me the Bishop. That's just. <laughs> Just exclusive just for the us. lows. Yeah, yeah, it's an inside joke. I, I don't even know if it's a joke or not. I, I, think I don't I just even know how it started. It. Did you? Who, you must have. Just, I didn't. I didn't say call me, <laughs> call me bishop. bishop. I just wanted to show you how much I respected you. It was nice. Yeah, it's my favorite piece on the chessboard. <laughs> not many people know that. Okay, so. nice. There you go. Yeah, I, I know. How to, do you know how to play chess? I used to. I haven't in a long time. How can you used to know how to play chess? I haven't yeah, played it in like 15 years, so I don't remember exactly what every piece does. For really, like you don't. Mm. No. Well, now I want to play you. Well, you'll win. Because <laughs> that and that's the whole point. You like can make any, up. You can make up the rules as we any went. Any game yeah. I want. I want to win. <laughs> all right. Sorry. No, it's all good. <laughs> Mark, thanks for coming on the show, My for pleasure. letting us set everything up on uh, in your office yes. and tear your table apart. Yeah, and we all are that currently stuff. in the office of Pastor Mark. Yeah. So thanks for letting us invade your space. It was quite, it was quite a setup. Yeah. And it took was a fun second. to watch. Yeah. Um, and you, you participated. You helped us. Yeah. I did. We figured <laughs> out there's, there's, a, there's a table uh, that divides. It's one of those you add a leaf to tables. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd never divided it until yeah. just now. I'm glad we could walk through that with you. We, and we figured yeah. it out. <laughs> Thanks for helping us. Yeah, my pleasure. What a servant's heart. Here we are. So I know a lot of the people who are listening to this are going to know who you are because they, they go to our church. Um, What's but, up, everyone? But for many people who don't go to our church who might be tuning in or maybe just found the podcast through other podcasts or the recommendation of a friend, we try to ask a good first question yeah. so people can get to know you. And uh, it's the most, imp- not the most important question because we already know you're a dog person. 
Right. Oh. So so that's normally yeah. what we start with is are you a cat person cat or, or a dog, dog person? person? But totally dog person. Right. Yeah. And so I know we, I know. know that that's not probably landing well. Yeah. You being that's okay. Kind of a cat worshiper. Right. Well, okay, that's idolatry. Well, but, but well, <laughs> you know, call a spade a shovel. A, yeah. Aficionado. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll go with that. I'll so go with we that. we already knew the most important thing, which we we disagree with, but that's okay. That's we okay. love you anyway. We can still um, be friends. However. The second most important question that we could think of. So people get to know you. Right. Is what is your favorite diner? So I've been to many. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought about this question because I knew you were going to ask it. Yeah, I did. I wanted to give you some time to prep. So I frequent a place called New York Diner in Brandon the most. Okay. So if you had to push me, that'd be my favorite. Sure. But I usually rank diners on their pancakes. Ooh. Okay. I've good never used call. the pancake scale. The pancake is the is the is the gauge for me. Okay. Fair. And so the largest and I think best pancake I've had is at the recipe box down off. Oh, of okay. Okay. Cool. Because uh, when I, I remember I, I say that because when I when I ordered a, a double stack, two pancakes, mm-hmm. the person looked at me like, Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Wow. And I said, Yeah, two pancakes, please. And then they came and there's no way. <laughs> Any human being should be able to eat that. Oh, no. <laughs> that's a They're beautiful huge. thing. Yeah. Larger than my car tires. I love that. That's got, that's got to be like pastoral hyperbole. Served, served on a garbage can lid. <laughs> They're really good. That can't be true. That's not true at all. <laughs> but but I, I get where you're coming from. Yep. So I don't. I wouldn't say I use the pancake scale. I, I tend to rank based on omelet. And so yeah, if I'm he, just he going, usually goes for the omelet. Yeah, you know, and, and I always get mad when when we talk about eating eggs at home. I'm like, I don't want to eat eggs. But whenever we go out. The first thing he orders are omelets. I'm yeah. like, I just offered okay. to make you an omelet, but it's not the same. So is there a go-to omelet? Yeah, I think the go-to omelet is the ham and cheese with added bacon at Three Coins off Nebraska and downtown Tampa okay. or in Tampa area. Sure. Yeah, I, I like going to Trips over there. Trips is great. Yeah, yeah, not, Trips is good. Yeah, I didn't know this, but we share the same omelet order. Wow, we do. do you, you and have, I. Do you ever sneak the sausage in there just to make it a triple pork whammy? As long as she'll let me add the extra sixty cents for another uh, another filling. Yeah, yeah, if I'm letting him be a little frivolous, then yes, absolutely. Wow. Then yeah, I'll try <laughs> to work that into your your pay schedule. The, okay, a little more sixty the, well, sixty the, cents. The sausage. Uh, addition yeah the 60 cents well i'll I'll see what we can do yeah i'll talk to those in power i lead a lavish lifestyle i just don't want you to be without i want you to have (laughs) thank you the pork trio i appreciate that sure man you're a gracious boss so mark my first memory of you is actually i think 2004 and you had just gotten here from dallas texas and your first Sunday as the senior pastor of our church was closed because <laughs> it was this weird season in Florida where there was a hurricane every two weeks. And you had gotten here and were getting ready to preach on the week of a hurricane. So we stood at the front door. We did. And we turned people away. I was 13 or 14. You were younger. I was, yeah. As was I. Yeah. <laughs> we were both younger. Yes. Uh, we stood yeah, at the glass doors of the front of our church and people came up in the windblown patio area holding their hats, wondering if we were having service. And we said, no, yeah, nope. no, we're not. <laughs> yeah. And you and I talked about guitars. We That's did. When we yeah. found out we both played guitar. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was a beautiful time. It was. Yeah. It's a distinct memory for me. Yeah. Same yeah. here. You're the reason I listen to you too. So I, I lay that at I your feet. I am honored yeah. by <laughs> that, uh, announcement. I had no idea. Well, you know, 
here we are. Live How much in the do air. you listen to you two? I listen to the Joshua Tree probably once every two weeks. So have you have you shared your musical proclivities here on this podcast at all, or um, <laughs> maybe not on this not podcast? All of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, for everybody listening, <laughs> here uh, it comes. <laughs> teaching Pastor Travis <laughs> has a very aggressive uh, music. Uh, catalog it's a wide range for sure Sure, very eclectic i will i'll grant you i am i am impressed with the breadth of your musical tastes (laughs) thanks but i am always alarmed when i walk into his office and hear uh the guttural tones of some of your favorite singers of we live in tampa man it's the death metal capital it is there's a lot of there's a lot of that going on i'm just appreciating local music it's supporting local business it's great all right Um, I don't know if that'll make it. Will that make it? Probably. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, Why not? So, so actually, the reason I, I bring that up is because that was your first Sunday here, and you had just moved from Dallas, Texas. But I know you also grew up in Canada. So tell us a little bit about your journey to Tampa, Florida, by way of Canada. How'd you All end right. up here? Hang on. You ready? Yeah. Let's go. So, so born in Caribou, Maine, which is almost Canada. Okay. Okay. Uh, moved from there to Foxborough, Massachusetts, where the Patriots play, and uh, I think we're getting Brady. That's what I heard. That, heard yeah, this? I read mm-hmm. that. He's yeah. a buck now, or yeah. at least he was at least at the beginning. I don't know. We'll probably mess that up. But anyway, um, so I lived there for a couple of years, and then uh, then I moved back to Canada. My parents are both Canadian. Okay. And and I lived for about, um, I guess, seven. I always mess up the dates, but seven or eight years uh, until I was in fourth grade. And then I moved back to Boston, which is where all my Boston uh, yeah. ties that people don't appreciate as readily <laughs> here. It's hurtful. Mm. Uh, sports team wise anyway uh, and then uh, moved from Boston back to Caribou where I was born in Maine and I finished high school there spent some time in the Midwest met my wife in Chicago while I was cool. in school Cool. started work there uh, my first four years was at a church in central Illinois and then Dallas okay and then here we are the, by far the most of my life has been lived in Brandon Florida okay incredible like double double the years of anywhere else almost Oh my gosh. Pretty crazy, awesome. right? Yeah. Wow. How about you? Uh, so born in Boynton Beach, South Florida, uh, when I think my family left when I was like two and uh, mm-hmm. have lived in Tampa, Florida ever since. So pretty much so close so to being a native. lifelong right. Tampa. Yeah, you're yeah. crushing me on that. I, I, I'll never catch up. Uh, yeah, I mean, Bummer. it's okay. Bummer. Yeah. So Mickey, what about you? I was born in South America. Very cool. Uh, yeah. I am from Argentina and I moved here when I was four years old. I moved to South Florida when I was four and then... Tampa when I was five. So will you always be an Argentinian citizen? Is that? Yeah, I'm, I'm a dual citizen. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's pretty okay. cool. It's, it's totally cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So since you've been here, you've obviously seen the church through a whole lot of different seasons. I mean, your first Sunday was during a hurricane yep. and the doors mm-hmm. were closed. And uh, even as we talk about our favorite diners, the reality is that we're not going to be able to go to them for quite some time because our Sadly. country and our world is in the midst of kind of a, a wild season as well. Um, so this Sunday you spoke about that a little bit and you kind of addressed that as we live streamed our services and that's what we'll continue to do over the coming weeks as things develop. Uh, so let's just talk a little bit about that message and kind of what you were thinking as you put that together and what did you want to say to our church? What were you trying to communicate with all this going on? Yeah, the, the sermon schedule just needed to be set aside, uh, in times like these, we got to talk about times like these. So, uh, I, I think chief in periods of history, I think back in my time, 9-11, some of the financial downturns uh, that have kind of hit us, um, 
in, in those situations, people are more acutely aware of their frailty, of their, of the, of the limits of their humanity. And, and what I was trying to convey in the message is that we just don't like not to know. We were, we, we are used to having some sense of control or some sense of, um, being able to, you know, know what's coming up. And, and so when these things come and we're not used to them or, um, we certainly don't have a grip on what's coming. Right. Um, right. People just need to be reminded that in those instances, uh, first of all, it's a good thing for us to remember we're not in control. Mm-hmm. It's an even more important thing uh, to remember that God is. And yeah. so uh, we can lean into him, uh, trust not in our own understanding, in all of our na- uh, all of our ways, acknowledge him yeah. and let him direct our path. So right. uh, that's why we talked about that and, and need to keep talking about that. I think, you know, the hysteria that can surround the news feeds and and just the constant updates and dreaded, you know, what ifs uh, right. just needs to be balanced with the confidence that we can have in our savior. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I think as Christians, we, we should have sort of a different perspective, I think with the resurrected hope that we have mm-hmm. a resurrection hope. So how do you think that we as Christians can honor Christ in the midst of, of all of this? How, how does that play into how we respond, how we just address these changes and the season that we're in? How do we as Christians yeah. behave and honor Christ? I, I think the, the, the ways that we honor Christ are consistent throughout, ups and downs, highs, lows, hard times, good times, obedience, mm-hmm. reverence, uh, us being available to the spirit as he directs us to be able to serve. I think this is like so many other times in, in uh, my life. Um, I need uh, to be acutely aware of the spirit's direction in, in my conversations with people, in my offerings to them to serve them and my sensitivities to where they're at emotionally and spiritually and just having the conversation. How are we doing? I find myself doing that with a lot of texts now when I start texts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I don't want to be, you know, pandering or whatever. I don't, you know, but I, I legitimately want to know how are you doing? This yeah. is a strange time. Yeah. I'm not just going to launch what's up, but obedience, faithfulness, just doing what we know to do, being ready to move as the spirit leads. Those are things that these seasons require. Yeah. Well, so one of the things I love that you brought out in, in your sermon is how often the Bible keeps saying, do not be afraid. Yeah. Like it just happens over mm-hmm. and over and over again. And I think some people can take that and go, well, the Bible says don't be afraid, so I'm just going to act like everything's normal, which is n- not a good idea, right? We we absolutely want to listen to the, the wisdom of epidemiologists and experts and all of this. Yeah. But at the same time, we, we can't, we can't face these things like the world does, full of panic and fear and hand-wringing. There's got to be some trust in the the sovereignty and the wisdom and goodness of God. No doubt. Uh, way to pronounce epidemiology. How did you just say that? Ep- epidemiology? That, that's what I wow. thought you said. That was impressive. I actually, I like. I didn't know if I was going to get it right, so uh, I just went for it. And I, I think you succeeded. I landed. Wow. Yeah. I'm still recovering. I, I, <laughs> that was powerful. No, but uh, <laughs> completely concur with you. We... we uh, we, we use our common sense in mm-hmm. these seasons, uh, but we uh, continue to walk in uncommon faith, knowing that God's you know, got us. And so, yeah. I read this article by Andy Crouch, who, are you familiar with him? Have you, 
he he used to edit for Christianity Today. I am. Oh, yeah. you sent me a couple things by him. Yeah, yeah. So his his article was really good because it kind of focuses on the the recent epidemic through the lens of loving your neighbor, mm-hmm. and what does it look like to love our neighbors well, even while we kind of have to separate from them and distance from them for the sake of for everyone's well being. Um, so I'm just curious, man. Do you have any thoughts on that? What does it look like for people in our church to love their neighbors? One, by minimizing the risk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but two, how do we love our neighbors from afar? I think they're they're both equally loving. I, I, I'm glad you brought that out. I think one of the ways, you know, I, I sometimes I personally, and then I hear from others, uh, you know, this like, oh, man, this is all just so useless and so unnecessary. And, um, you know, why don't we just get back to life as usual and, and, and we don't consider that our, you know, social distancing and all these things that have become buzzwords now are means by which we can love people. Absolutely, you know, yeah. It's, it's just, it's a loving thing to be careful mm-hmm. and to wash your hands. My hands are really clean. Yeah. Ooh, I've yeah. washed, I've washed yeah. my hands more in the last week than probably six or eight years before. That's maybe That's maybe a little gross. <laughs> yeah, that is a little gross. Yeah. I, was, I was going for hyperbole there. But uh <laughs> Certainly, it's loving to um, be careful. Um, but even in being careful, I think that's one of the things. It's just tightrope. You got to balance the being careful with being available. I think sure. the, right. the how that looks. You know, still continued vigilance, but just offering, just considering. And and a lot of times, it's not. You know, the certainly there'll be physical needs and physical op, you know material opportunities for us as a church, and you know, giving and being available with our time and delivering groceries or prescriptions or whatever, but just conversations. It's an isolated period. Yeah. Yeah. And people just need to know that we love them. We're praying for them. We're, we're, Hey, you want to talk? What's, you know, how can I encourage you today? And, and, uh, we, we can find the balance between yeah. being wise and loving in our distance and then being wise and loving in our connection. Sure. Yeah. I think this all has been giving us a unique opportunity to be able to connect with people, even mm-hmm. if it's not in person, but to be more intentional with the time that we spend connecting with each other, with the people who volunteer in our ministries and, and praying and really just taking the time to pray. I mean, we had a worship arts meeting, a staff meeting yesterday, and we spent most of that just praying, yeah. praying for the people who volunteer for us, people who are, are not coming in and out anymore, but who are still a part of our team and, and members of our church. And so just being really intentional about praying for them and staying connected, staying in touch and just letting them know we're still available. Even if we can't be there in person together, Yeah, we can be praying for you. We can be in communication. We can be talking and, and we want to still be available. And I think too, this whole season of, of illness and precaution, what the enemy meant for, for evil, God is using it for good because he's given us so many unique opportunities to uh, just explore all the creative ways that we can work around this. Right, we're still yeah. doing our services. We're still praying for people. Yeah. We are still being connected to our congregation. And, and I think that it's given us a really creative outlet to kind of see yeah, all, do, the, all the different ways that we can do this. Yeah, you know, so, I mean, both of you know this. Like, I'm no fan of technology normally. I was the guy with the flip phone for, <laughs> what, like a year and a half? Yeah. Confounding. Yeah. Confounding. So, yeah. Still. so, so, uh, so at the same time, I think about, like, the, the reality of where we're at, where social distancing is is a wise move and, and where, you know, taking a step back is important. And even anti-technology Travis is thinking, what what a gift, like, mm-hmm. things like the podcast are and what a gift 
things like your smartphone are. That even though you can't sit in the same room with somebody, you can see their face and you can video chat with them. And 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 using those and leveraging those things, God has put us in this particular moment in human history where yeah. even as we take a step back from physical interaction, we don't have to take a step back from interaction and we can love people well. You guys are really good at this. Yeah, I, I, I agree <laughs> with both of your assessments. And, and I, you know, Mickey, totally agree with you that this is something God saw coming knew that he wanted to challenge his church with so that, you know, we could figure out new expressions of how to honor him personally and, and connect with him and with each other corporately and, and us being able to do that through technological means that mm-hmm. we may not have uh, certainly had uh, in previous eras or even wanted in current eras. Uh, mm-hmm. phone, Mickey. There you go. But the, uh, <laughs> you know, but the, yeah, I mean, it's so great. I, I love that we get to be creative in, uh, just all of those measures of discipling each other and, and being available to each other. This this will pass. Yeah. Yes. It's a great thing for us to emphasize in a podcast about this. This will not be forever. We'll get back to our regular rhythms. and uh, But I'm, I'm excited to see the things that we've learned in this season, how they progress or, or you know, perpetuate into our future, mm. even as we come back together Absolutely. and have our our gatherings again, uh, what, what, what are the going to be the gains are, or what are going to be the gains of our, our time in this situation? Sure. I, I think it's going to be awesome. It already is. And I want to let everybody know, it, it, you know, if you go to Bay Life, uh, our team has just been outstanding. Our pastors and their, their, their uh, squads and their departments have just been incredible in the last few days, coming up with new ideas, ways that we can uh, connect with you, serve you. And I, I trust we're going to see the fruit of that. As uh, things unfold. Yeah. yeah. So maybe one last question as we kind of wrap this up is that a lot of people are going to be spending a lot more time at home in the coming days, in the coming weeks. Uh, you got any books, movies, podcasts that you recommend people pass the time <laughs> with? I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this. Right. <laughs> this is coming straight off the, off the top of your straight head. Straight fire. Straight fire. Uh, get, before I get to those things, yeah. uh, this is a great chance for you to get to know your family. I, I heard a joke. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. a guy was talking to me. All the sports are canceled, and I know right. that's just hitting that's totally home with you, devastating. Travis. But I, I heard in uh, you no know, way yeah, at all. Yeah, that, you know the jokes going around that a guy who you know was normally watching sports says, "I talked to my wife last night. Turns out she's really nice." Uh, <laughs> gosh, you know, oh my there's gosh. Uh, anyway. I don't know if that's funny. If that'll make the podcast, but uh, definitely spend time with your family. I'm going to hey, talk that's about. A good one. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that in the next couple of weeks as we preach. Just you know, discipling your family. Yeah. Uh, this, you know, discipling each other as husband and wife. If that's your family, or as a mom or a dad, if you've got kids by yourself, how can you minister to them or you know, if you are kids, how can you continue to um, walk in faith and serve your parents as you honor Christ? There's all kinds of great family dynamics that can go on before we get to books and podcasts. Sure. Very good. Um, That's good. I like that. Well, yeah, that, thank you. I, I received that rebuke. Do you, well, I, you I, know, <laughs> I, I don't, you didn't tell me you were going to ask a question, so I thought I'd turn it on you. No, but, but it's, uh, a, it's a great point, yeah. The, the, but, you know, um, I'm reading a great book right now by Bill Hull uh, called Conversion and Discipleship. It's challenging me in my understanding of our gospel and the things that, you know, we need to be preaching. I don't know if anybody wants to read that one, but... Uh, I've heard uh, it's great. It actually yeah, is haven't a great read book. It, it's a good book. It's on my um, shelf. Uh, and I watched Netflix like anybody else. <laughs> Eleanor uh, usually has the remote control, so mm. I've seen a lot of cooking shows. Oh, uh, man. Ooh. I get hungry watching this. Right? Yeah. Uh, there's, yeah, I'm hungry right now talking about it. But uh, <laughs> I don't know that there's anything super formative that I would tell people to ingest. What about you? I'm sure, just so you know, everybody, Travis <laughs> reads about 10 times as many books as any human. It's, but I'll, I'll confess, Travis doesn't finish any books. Travis reads what well, he needs does? from 
10 times yeah. more books, but <laughs> he never fine. finishes yeah. anything. But you know the titles of lots of them. Sure, yeah. So share some of the... Yeah. What, what, what would you read during this time? You know, um, so the the series that we've kind of used for the Apostles' Creed stuff is called Christian Essentials, and they're all like 100 pages long. Um, there's one on the Ten Commandments, one on the Apostles' Creed, and the one Lord's I just Prayer. finished is on the, the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. And, I, and I feel like this is a time where all of us are should be spending more time in prayer than normal. Absolutely. Mm. And uh, yeah, that little book on the Lord's Prayer by Wes Hill is maybe 100 pages long. You can get it on your Kindle. And gosh, it was so good. Like I read that like yeah, like Harry Potter. Like it was like a page turner for me. Wow. So um, We were I just w- talking about Harry Potter earlier we were. today. Yeah, we were. There I was go. not allowed to read it. There, no. The other some, yes, maybe even today. If you don't let your kids read Harry Potter. <laughs> I just want to apologize, but uh, <laughs> but it's a good book, is what you're saying. Yeah, so it's great. I think it's it's super formative and it's it's a quick read. It's, right. yeah. yeah, I would actually like to work on that and read those. Yeah, yeah. there's this other book, the Bible. You should start. That's a we good should, one. We should yeah. read that one. I think yeah. that's a great one. And Absolutely. and if you haven't read it for a while, in all seriousness, mm-hmm. recommend the the book of uh, the Gospel of John. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The book of James is a great one mm-hmm. if you just kind of want to walk through some. Um, uh, good reminders, uh, even in times of trouble. I preach from James a little bit about you know how we're vapor, <laughs> where we we appear today, or we make our plans for today or tomorrow, and 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 God through James reminds us, hey, settle down. Yeah, God's in control. The anyway, there's there's all <laughs> there's all kinds of uh, and and we'll be uh, this might be a good time to do this. We'll be providing even more content, podcast wise or blog wise or or just discipleship wise, general discipleship opportunities through our various ministries for you to. Use this time to grow. Use yes. this time to sure. learn. Yeah. Turn off the stuff that makes you nervous and angsty. Mm-hmm. Ang- yes. Is that a word? Angsty? I think I it think is. So. Yeah. Anxious, I think, would probably be the more correct. But That works, too. But turn off the things that are going to lead you into fear mm-hmm. and, and, and fill yourself, fill your mind uh, with the things that will lead you to Christ. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. Well, Mark, thank you so much for letting us join you in your office today and record this podcast. We've had an awesome time. I've really enjoyed it. This was fun. We should try to, you know, put my table back together when we're done. Yeah, yeah. we should All do right. that. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that okay. and uh, get back to work. All right, man. Hey, thanks so much for tuning into this episode of The Stone Table. If you found this episode helpful, do us a favor and leave us a nice review, rate, and subscribe and tell your friends about it. Because we're a new podcast, it helps us to get the word out. Also, we would love to hear from you. So if you've got questions or topics that you'd like for us to cover in the show, you can reach out at thestonetable at baylife.org. For Baylife Church, I'm Travis, and this is The Stone Table. Oh, you can't read it? Yeah. Well, I just said yeah, too, so I was like, oh, shit, what was I supposed to no, say? No, you're fine. <laughs> no, you're a, fine. A, a couple are good. Yeah, that wasn't a, mm, yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing this isn't yeah. going to make it at all. Right? No, we'll cut this out. No, we'll cut it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll cut okay. this out. No, sorry. Yeah. I can't read. And I... Oh. You can't read? Sorry. Sorry.